Good morning from Thailand. So again, for this new episode, we are recording from the bar of the Evazan Wayne Resorts. And uh, today we are changing a bit. We will be switching roles between Ivo and I because we are going to uh, talk about online communication, more specifically about Instagram. And for this, I will be the one to ask the question and uh, so that uh, Ivo, who is taking care of our Instagram account, will be able to give the answers. So let's jump right on. And first question for me is, why did we end up communicating mostly on Instagram? So the simple uh, answer would be because this is where our audience is engaging the most. In the beginning we tried with Facebook and tried to do a lot of different posts and the thing was that Facebook has been changing algorithm all along, constantly. And because of that uh, only 5-10% to 10 of people could actually see, it, see our posts. But then uh, I thought that Instagram was part of Facebook and that Instagram, I heard, that they also change uh, the algorithm. And some influencer that I know told me that now organic growth is not possible anymore. So is organic growth what's called organic growth? And maybe you need to explain what it is. Is, is it still possible on Instagram today? So with Instagram, Facebook did buy Instagram, but it bought it a little bit later on when they realized how much potential it actually has. What I love about Instagram is like you're having multiple platforms in one uh, because you have, you have the post, you have the stories, you have the IGTV where you can share kind of longer videos, you have the live where you can share a lot of events, what's going on, and you can actually tell the story through your posts. So it's like having kind of YouTube and uh, Snapchat and different things all in one. And Facebook, I think, saw that kind of a potential and this is why they actually uh, bought it and actually started using it. Now, because algorithms always change, even on Facebook, even on Instagram, uh, yes, it's true that less and less people actually see your posts, but this is mostly for business pages. This is why we still recommend people, if you can use a personal page, use the personal page just to see. In the personal page you will not see the insights, you will not see all the data that you can have in the business page, but it will be much easier to actually reach people. And organic growth? With organic growth, so uh, I think it is still very possible to do organic growth. Uh, so let's explain first what it is. Organic growth means not using a lot of ads and definitely not buying uh, likes, which I would never recommend. Uh, but it doesn't mean that you cannot use the algorithm of Instagram into your advantage. So for me, what I think about when I talk about organic growth, it has to be uh, very authentic. So which means that whatever you publish, your content has to be authentic. It has to be true to yourself. So usually people who will follow you will always be the people who are very similar to you. So if you publish content that shows your experiences uh, and actually helps people in a way and educates them then for sure you will grow organically now with authentic experience and authentic content i think you also need consistency so you need to be consistent in publishing the content you mean the frequency the frequency exactly 
So if you decide that you're going to publish once a day, uh, you're going to publish once a week, just stay true to it. So you have to stick to your frequency once exactly. it's decided. And in the end, Instagram, I think it's, it's a social platform. Marketing today is not where marketing was before. And I think because it's a social platform, you have to be social, you have to communicate, you have to engage with people and you have to care about those people. So be empathic to them. Try to help them whenever you can and try to solve their problems. And do you recommend the fake message, uh, I really like your post, uh, like mine? So definitely, <laughs> definitely not. So it's obvious. I would say they're using old school marketing in a completely modern age, which is a big problem. So today uh, people have to understand where you come from, what are you doing and why are you doing it. So this is why it's really important to define your message. You have Otherwise to... you will sound like has been. Exactly. <laughs> So you have to uh, tell people what you stand for, you have to explain why you stand for it, and you have to show how you can contribute uh, to that mission. And this is when people will actually follow you because you will kind of be a role model. Okay, and then in that context you think there is still space for organic growth? Definitely, yes. Okay, so now you just told me that I should stay on Instagram. I'm fine with this, but I want to know how I can grow my audience because at the moment I'm super frustrated. I don't know how many, I think I have 1,000 or 1,300 followers. Do I need more followers? Do I need more interaction? And how, because you were mentioning two times the hashtag, What's the, the link between using hashtag and having a bigger audience? This is the question uh, I think everybody has to ask themselves. Uh, there is an expression from um, Seth Godin uh, who, said, who talks about minimum viable audience uh, in the same way like uh, minimum viable product. So I think first thing everybody has to do is ask themselves what is their minimal viable audience? So how many people do they need to sustain their business? So it's not always about jumping and getting more people and more likes and more followers because in the end, because of the algorithm, first thing is that Instagram will show your post still to about 10% of people. So why not just focusing on the 1,000, 2,000 people that you already have and try to communicate with them a little bit more because they are already following you and uh, they are here to actually maybe become your uh, supporters in the future and your clients and your customers. So it's not only about uh, jumping and getting more people, I think it's learning how to communicate with the people you have. And in this way when you communicate with the people you have, then you will in the same time unintentionally communicate with other people and organically grow. Now. When it comes to hashtags, I think uh, hashtags are, there is a whole universe around this. It's a kind of a language of Instagram and there is many things to say about uh, hashtags. Uh, first question is usually uh, how many should I use and what should I use? Uh, first thing, Instagram gives you an opportunity to use 30 hashtags, right? So for me, uh, using 10, 15, 20 hashtags is still okay, but 
if you have more chance to reach more people, then why not use all 30 and use 30 chances, 30 opportunities to meet, uh, to engage and connect to those people. So, so you don't think that it's a problem to use too many hashtags? Definitely not. Uh, definitely not. Uh, I don't think there is such thing as too many. Uh, if you get uh, 30 opportunities to win something, you will use all those 30 opportunities to win. So hashtags are just a language which uh, connects you to the people uh, by the category of the hashtag. So if what this means is that the hashtag has to be uh, relevant to the content you're publishing. So if you have on your picture, if you have a picture of food, if you have some specific, let's say, carrots, uh, you want to use hashtag which include carrots, not deceiving people that the, ha the picture is something else. So when I have pictures of uh, La Palma where I live in Spain and I'm surrounded by a banana, if I use the, my hashtag uh, go bananas, it's okay. <laughs> Definitely it's okay, but it's even more okay if uh, the target audience is using the same thing. So what matters here is who are you trying to reach, what kind of people, and will they understand the Go Bananas joke? Ah, so you mean that people following the Go Bananas, maybe they are already a bit bananas themselves? Probably. I would say that uh, usually the audience we're trying to get will be very similar to uh, who we are and what we do. So trying to get those people would be always the easiest for us, so it makes the more sense. Because to attract and connect with somebody who we don't understand completely is kind of hard. But it means that you think people are using hashtag to search picture on Instagram? I'm always wondering about this. Yeah, yes, it's not only the hashtags uh, that they are searching, but they do. Actually, a lot of people will follow hashtags. As you can follow different people, you can follow different hashtags. Uh, for example, I follow a hashtag which is dark food photography because I love it. And I want to see and I want to be inspired by dark food photography. So every now and then in the day I get a, a picture from that. You have a very dark life, huh? Yes, <laughs> definitely. So, yeah, because I'm very interested by this aspect. So what you mean by this is that some people are truly doing search or they are follow they are following even not person but hashtags yes exactly and what about the branded hashtag what it means branded hashtag is something that obviously is very connected to your company and to the message you're trying to say and speak so i always recommend people having from those 30 hashtags having uh, one to five branded hashtags, which can be the name of your company, it can be the slogan, it can be really your manifesto in few words. So, for example, we have a class called Pure Energy. In a way, Pure Energy uh, hashtag is our branded one of our branded hashtag. Exactly. Yes. So this will be one of our branded hashtags. We also use Blue Lotus Huahin, we use Evason Huahin because we, this is where we are situated. And usually we would have kind of a slogan to each class so people can recognize it. Like uh, learn to teach for the instructor training. Exactly that. So we have learn to teach. And so now let me just explain why the branded hashtags are important. Uh, the whole deal with them is that 
you're going to use this and you're going to share these hashtags with your customers, with your clients. Uh, for example, we have now been alive uh, for almost three years and we have been using our branded hashtags and we have been sharing those hashtags with our students and we have been motivating our students to actually use the same ones when they publish a picture or their experience from Blue Lotus. Now, if I go to Instagram, if I search for hashtag Blue Lotus Huahin, I will find the pictures of all the people that have been here since the beginning. This is very useful because then if I want to share their content or their posts, uh, I can easily contact them, uh, communicate with them, create a stronger connection. They will send me maybe their picture, which I can share on our Instagram because it's really beautiful. So I get it. Now, to conclude on the hashtag, my last question is a very practical one. Because you mentioned different type of hashtag, and you said there is 30 overall. So how many of each type of that category of hashtag you would have? Usually I would have, as I said, up to five branded hashtags. Now with the rest of the hashtags, I recommend niche down, which means that you wanna use the hashtags which are not used by everybody. Uh, you will see that, and this is what most people are doing. So you don't use Elf Coach? <laughs> no, I use Influencer. No, I'm joking. Uh, so, we, no, we're not using uh, big post hashtags. Post of the day? Post of the day, IG <laughs> post, so IG sad. picture. We're ignoring all of this. And what we are trying to do is niche down. So this means that we're going to use the hashtags which are not used by millions of people or hundreds of thousands of people. We're using hashtags which are used by maybe 1,000 people, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000. You don't use the hashtag become millionaire? No, it's not, it's not so important for me because I'm trying to communicate, but I have a reason, I have a good reason for this. So what I want to do, I want that my Instagram post is seen. Now if I use big hashtags, my Instagram post will be completely lost. We can take an example, I think, uh, on Instagram and just check it out. So, okay, let's uh, imagine, let's take uh, Thai cuisine because we are doing green Thai cuisine, so, which is our plant-based interpretation of the traditional Thai cuisine. So let's say I want to do a hashtag around Thai cuisine or Thai food. What would you recommend? You recommend travel in Thailand? So, if you want to use something like this, so I just uh, took my phone and I wrote Thai cuisine as a hashtag. Now, this hashtag is, has been used 30, uh, 397,000 times. Not bad. Which is a lot, yeah, not bad. But is it something that is useful for us or not? If I look at all the pictures that are in the top section, I can go to each picture and I can actually see how many likes it has or how much engagement it has. Okay. So we see here that my first picture here has about 1,393 likes. It's a Volcano cup of noodle. Don't ask me what it is. Yeah, it's a cup of noodles. So if I go to other posts, I see they have about 500 likes. I, some of them have about 800 likes. They so like the noodle, huh? just uh, as a hint, if you want to become a star on Instagram with Thai food, go for noodle. Yes, so in Thai cuisine, we have a lot of noodles. 
so you can see that the average number of like will be, if we take all of this, will be around 800 or even more. So you don't want that? I don't want that because I know then my post will not appear in the top section because we ah, usually okay, get it. in average about, let's say, 80 or 100 or 200 likes. No. Maybe we don't put enough pictures of Noodle. Now I'm Maybe thinking of this. Maybe we need more pictures of Noodle. That's a good example, yes. So what other hashtag than Thai cuisine that you would use? So we want to niche down. When you are typing a hashtag in the post... Green Thai? Can you try Green Thai cuisine? Yes, of course. Which normally should be us. If it's not us, then we have a problem. Green Thai cuisine. Then we can complain. Okay. Fewer than 100 posts. Wow. <coughs> so okay, let's have with, a look. <laughs> with this hashtag, this hashtag tells oh, us. Oh, it's a lot. us! It's us! If I can you, see if us. If you go to Green Thai Cuisine, <laughs> you will actually see a lot of our pictures. So that's uh, a branded hashtag, then. Exactly, that's a branded hashtag. Ah, okay. So you want to use something uh, that is not branded, but it's still niched down. So what about uh, Thai food or Thai street food? It will be too much already. Probably too much, yes. I'm now writing down that we need to do more noodle pictures. <laughs> okay, so Thai street food has 120,000. But good, we no? have Thai street foods with S in the end, which has about... It's a misspelling. It's not a misspelling. <laughs> in this case, it's something that is extremely useful for us. So we have only 1,000 posts. They have eggs, which is not that vegan. Yes. Maybe. Oh, do you have uh, vegan Thai food? I'm interested by this one. Yes, okay. Let's have a look at vegan Thai food. Okay. While he's searching, I can explain that we try to not avoid too much, uh, to use too much vegan, because we think they are people, and we are, so we respect them. That's why we use more plant-based, which is self-descriptive, and tells what is in the food. We are about the food, but... Okay. So, for example, vegan Thai food has 16,000. Oh, that one is nice, no? It's still too much. A lot of noodles again. A lot of noodles. But Thai, a uh, vegan noodle, sorry. <laughs> so, in the same way, if we uh, switch the words and we use Thai food vegan instead mm -hmm. of vegan Thai food, we have about 100 posts. So, this is a niched hashtag, definitely. Okay. Now, if we go to top section, we see that these uh, photos have about 50 to 100 likes. So, it's definitely somewhere where we can be at the top section. Now, what you want to look at the same time. You want yes. big up to La Veganery in uh, Bangkok? Yes, we have Veganery here. So what we want to uh, look also is the recent tab. In the recent tab, you will see, of course, the most recent posts. Now, why this matters? This matters because if I go here and I look at the first picture, I see that it's published seven days ago. And then the second picture is published 25th of September. So It's an old one. Days. So you can see here that it's not alive, basically. People don't use it that much, but okay. because they're not using it every five seconds, this means that a lot of people will see. Can our you check the uh, Thai vegan? Thai vegan, okay. Or vegan Thai? Well, Thai vegan first. Let's let's have a look. So the idea, just to clarify, we are looking now at hashtags, and to if you want to select the hashtag that you will be using for your post, you have to verify 
two things. One, if I understand clearly, it has to be a kind of niche hashtag. So you don't take a hashtag that has 1 million posts already or 100K or things like this. But then you want some that are alive, meaning they are used recently and by people that are doing a similar number of likes than you are. Correct? Exactly. Okay. So Thai Vegan here, we can see that it has 12.7 nice. thousand. The posts look nice, by the, the way. The posts look nice. They have about 1,300 likes to 158. So that's which good. Which means that it's very possible for us to get into the top section. So you can use Thai Vegan. If we go Don't to... Don't need to thank me. If My we pleasure. go to recent posts, we can see that... There is Noodle again. The noodles are published two hours ago. Oh, so and, it's alive. And then 10 hours ago. So in this time period of eight hours, there is enough time for us to go into the recent posts and actually uh, a lot of people can see us. Now, Instagram, what it does, it, it checks what is your engagement in the two hours from posting. In those two hours from posting, it will see that we have a lot of engagement and then it will push our content from the recent tab to the top section. Okay, so now if I recap, um, basically I need to define uh, first Instagram is good, especially for the food industry. And when you are an artisan, an instructor, or someone that wants to share his craft uh, on an audience on internet, then I need actually to be very specific to find my minimum viable audience. So I don't need necessarily to have a lot of followers, but to have a high engagement with those followers. Basically, they are care about what I do. And then I have to play with all type of format, whether the post, the stories, highlight, live, HDTV, basically to see what brings, what works the best with my audience and where they get the message. And finally, I understand that I need to have a strategy for the hashtag, create one to five branded one, and then to do some research to see hashtags that are not too many followers or not too many posts, sorry, but they are still dynamic and where, based on the likes, I think I have the chance to be whether in the top post or the recent one. And the last part that I'm very interested to talk about, when we talk about uh, engagement and interaction, one key aspect actually on Instagram is not only the picture or the movie, but the content. And if I'm correct, we talk more for Instagram about micro content. So I would like to know what means micro content and if you have some tips or insight about how to write the content that will illustrate whether a picture or a short movie. Okay, so when it comes to micro content, uh, this is almost everything that we do in our daily lives and in kind of a, it's kind of a short snippet of an experience. Uh, what is important for me is that that experience is very authentic. Uh, in the same way, not just authentic, it has to be consistent. So I don't only mean by being consistent publishing every second day. I also mean being consistent in your message, uh, in what you stand for and how you express it. 
So this is why it's always important that inside of the company, if you have many people uh, using uh, Instagram and publishing, uh, they have to have the same voice. They have to know what the hashtags they will be using. They have to understand what is your mission and what is your final vision. Now, when it comes to micro content, uh, we do this a lot, especially through videos. We love to call these micro moments. Uh, through videos, we're trying to show small uh, experiences, short experiences that happen that really show who we are and what we do in a daily day-to-day -day life. It also shows behind the scenes, it shows a lot of different things. So with this kind of content, the whole idea is you don't have to tell the whole story. Now it's very even, it's even very hard to tell the whole story in a 15 second uh, video or one minute video because I think that if you create a lot of different kind of content, let's say you have a story, you have a post, you have IGTV, if we talk only about Instagram, then all those experiences and those different kind of posts will give and show an experience of the whole story, what is our mission, what is our vision, and I think our uh, guidelines and our manifesto has to kind of scream from our profile. The people have to know that we are here to help them, educate them, and engage. So this I understand uh, because uh, now we are talking about Blue Lotus, so kind of uh, uh, for a company. And what about a personal Instagram account? And what about, for example, if I'm correct, uh, you are from Croatia? <laughs> Do you correct. write in Croatian or in English your post? Again, we go back to minimum viable audience. Uh, you have to know who are you talking to, who is your target, where are they situated. Maybe they will not be in my country. Yes, it is easier for me to talk in my own language and to express myself, but still, for example, for me, I believe that the people I want to reach are from different kind of countries because I want to engage with different kind of cultures and I want to get to know them because I care about them and I think I can uh, synchronize with different kinds of people. So it really depends on yourself and understanding who your audience is. But so your posts are in English? Yes, my posts are in English and uh, this is because, as I said, I want to connect with different kind of cultures and uh, I want to connect with different kinds of people and kind of evoke emotions or educate them and I want to give them uh, kind of share my experience and uh, so I'm able to understand where they come from. And uh, I used to, um, I put like kind of a title in the first sentence of uh, my post. It's a good practice or not? Definitely, I think title, having a title that is calling uh, kind of uh, people and they can synchronize with it, it's something that will get their attention. So you want to uh, capture the attention so because people are scrolling away and scrolling away so fast that it's unbelievable. Uh, so if you don't put something on a video or on, on a picture or on a title that will captivate them and make them stop, then it's going to be hard to connect with people who maybe you have a lot in common with. And uh, you go for long post or short post? Usually... So personally, I love uh, longer posts. You don't have the right to say medium, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so 
I love to go for uh, longer posts because I really want to express uh, my experience. Now, but there is really no rule about this. I, posts can be short, especially sometimes if you have a post which educates and shows experience through the pictures enough or through the video, then what you write down doesn't have to be long, but it has to be relevant. It has to be something that is important for them and that will make them uh, react and engage with you. And um, do you do you advise people to do a stupid post like people having a fantastic picture on a beach and a crazy yoga position which is impossible to do and put a post under it saying uh, don't uh, catch up with the others, uh, express yourself or things like this? Obviously, we can see for a lot of people it actually works, <laughs> uh, but still it would not be my way. And because authenticity is something and being transparent, something that we value, it's our moral value. So uh, I wouldn't recommend doing it. You can try, you can test. Uh, I think with this you will get a lot of maybe likes, but not your audience. So if we go back to Bali, if you take, a, if you post about your stay in Bali, you put a post of a wall, a wall sorry, uh, with a nice background on a vegan cafe or uh, of your motorbike or I don't know any landscape or something like this. Yes, you can try it out. I'm sure it will get uh, the attention and it will get likes, but those likes will not matter in the end because those are not the people who are uh, your true audience because they're not actually connecting with your experience. They're just reacting to a pretty picture Okay, so you basically you don't really advise to do it. I Don't advise but uh, people can experiment. This is the whole idea of Instagram playing with it Okay, so I think we did a first uh, short overview of uh, Instagram and what we can do on it. Uh, it seems that we are running over time, so what we will do is that most likely we'll do another round. So if any person have more specific questions about Instagram, how to put in place your communication, define your message or things like this, don't hesitate because then on the next round we can make it more specific to what you want to hear.